2: It's the show that made nine Pro Bowls in ten years. Wow. Can you believe it? I can't. How about that? That's amazing. That's amazing. First things first. How Uh, fast the time goes by. Yeah. You know, uh, Chargers make the playoffs after dispatching Jeff Saturday on a Monday. Is Justin Herbert already an elite QB just because he made the playoffs once? Uh, Meanwhile, the dirtiest player in the league. Oh, you dirty dog, you. (laughs) Apologize, but it wasn't good enough for some people on the show. No. What more does Nick Wright want from the baby go? And finally, entering the MVP conversation. Let's go. With a self-nominee, it's Justin Jefferson. Let's go. Alongside Greg Jennings, who's in for Chris Broussard. Your I'm Kevin Wilds. Nick? Yeah. Oh, Mahomes has a new competitor. It's Justin Jefferson. Cool. <laughs> <laughs>
3: fun. That's
2: actually a good one. <laughs> Who could fun. have seen this one coming? Hello, we start with the future of the goat, Brady, free agent after this year. Yesterday on his podcast with Jim Gray,
4: he discussed
2: his future. Take a listen.
4: Well, I think next time I decide to retire, that's it for me. So whenever that day comes, we'll figure it out. Do you even contemplate that at this point? I really don't. Uh, you know, I think what I really realized last year was you know you got to be really sure to to do that i'm going to take my time uh, whenever that time does come in the meantime i have a hugely important job the team's asking me to do and i want to go out there and i want to play my best these last two weeks of the regular season
2: okay
3: not retiring nope don't, I think he's going to play somewhere. Yep. Where is he going to be? Yeah, I think there's no chance he goes out like this. I actually think the only way he would retire is if the Bucks were to somehow win the Super Bowl, which yeah. they're not going to do. But, like, I think that there is no chance Brady goes out at his lowest point. And this has been his worst professional season, even though he's still top five in the league in passing yards. Like, he hasn't looked like himself. So I think we have to remind ourselves he didn't – he wanted to keep playing football, and he did not want to do it for this team. He either because of the coaching change or he didn't seem to have a great relationship with Arians to begin with because he saw what was happening to the roster. He saw some writing on the wall for Tampa that Vegas didn't when they installed them with the highest projected win total in the league. So I think he is going to play next year and I think there are three teams that need a quarterback that make a ton of sense. We can show you Tom Brady with various facial expressions in each of the jerseys. I think the number one draft pick would be San Francisco, then there's the Jets, and then there's the Raiders. Let me explain all three of them yes, quickly, please. Greg. The Niners, it's not just that. The Niners are moving on from Jimmy Garoppolo, obviously. Trey Lance hasn't shown us anything yet. and We'll see what Brock Purdy does, but because it's two guys on rookie contracts, they have no money allocated to the quarterback position next year, and Brady made, by his standards, a pretty big deal when they went to San Francisco and played in that game, about being at home, about his parents, about playing yep. there. It's, so it's not only that that is a stacked, ready-to-win roster with the best left tackle of his generation, all the weapons. There's also some emotional attachment, and I think it would be smart for him to stay in the NFC. The Jets are an awesome roster. Okay. They, Garrett Wilson they is are. awesome. Absolutely. Brees Hall looked like he was going to be great, very good. Now he hurt himself. We'll see. I like Eli- Elijah Moore. The defense, and Williams, Sauce Gardner, Quincy Williams. I, I like that roster. I like the coach. I, and maybe he wants to stick it to Belichick. I don't know that he does. No. But going to the Jets and going to that division would be intriguing. And then there's the Raiders, which has Devontae Adams, who's still great. Josh Jacobs, they might bring back. He's 1,500 yards this season. They would need to improve the offensive line. The opportunity there would be, if they want to move on from Carr, he would be saying, okay, Mahomes and Herbert, the two young quarterbacks Mm -hmm. in the league, two Mm -hmm. of the young quarterbacks in this league, the guy in Mahomes and Herbert and -and up-and-comer. I already beat one of you in a Super Bowl and in a playoff game before. I'm going to go there and take on the toughest challenge. Those three teams are ready to win right now, and I think with good quarterback play, any of those three teams could be in a Super Bowl.
0: Okay, I got one for you because I, I agree. I I don't think the Jets are a fit for Brady. Just why? I, just because sad. I don't see I don't think he would do that one. Because they're the Jets. Because yes. They're the Jets. Because but the Bucs were the Bucs. Like I I no no, but it's different when you've had a rivalry with a team and they they've been your you've been their nemesis and there's hate there. I, I, I understand it's business, but moving. What do you think about the Dolphins? You didn't mention the Dolphins.
3: So, I I think the Dolphins, the only way that happens is if Tua were to stop playing football. I think the Dolphins, like, if in, I don't think Tua's going to retire. I know there's some speculation about that. I don't think that's going to happen. I think Tua's done enough to where he gets at least another year in Miami. So, I know that was their plan initially, but I don't think – I. The Dolphins check the AFC East box as well. I don't think that's realistic because I think they're going to stick with Tua for at least another year. Can I poo-poo the Raiders unless you want to talk about the Raiders?
0: I actually do want to talk about the Raiders before you poo-poo them because I think that, for me, is number one. Everybody's high on the 49ers. Everybody's high on the 49ers in their plug-and-play method. But I think they actually feel like they can get by with developing guys instead of going to a Tom Brady. I understand what sure. Tom Brady is and what he brings. But they got they got pieces that they feel like they can insert. The Raiders, however, you have Darren Waller at tight end that you just paid. You, and have and you have Hunter Renfro. You have Devontae Adams. Yep. You have a running game that supports. You have, you have all these right-now pieces that nobody is able to really see because of what Derek Carr is not doing. Yeah, I agree. And defensively, they would improve. That would – And you have Josh McDaniels there who he already has a relationship with. So, for me, that's intriguing. The
3: McDaniels thing is important. It's very important. And that's one of the reasons. But you don't think the Raiders or the Jets are possible? Well,
2: I don't think the Jets are possible because they're the Jets. The Raiders thing, the idea that he would want to take on Herbert and Mahomes, I think would be a fool's errand. I don't think
0: that it's about taking them on. I think when you look at the pieces, Tom Brady believes that obviously he's the GOAT. And those two young guys, are Mahomes, obviously, we know what he is. Justin Herbert is, is a player as well. But when you have the right pieces, it does not matter. Well, it matters it does, Mahomes. It does but. not they all They would beat up on each other, but they immediately, if Tom Brady were with the Raiders, with that roster, somebody who we know would get those guys the ball, They'd be no. scary. They though. would be compl- – no. They would yes. With Everest. a running game, that's Tampa Bay all over again, minus the defense. Yeah.
2: You climb the easiest side. The fourth part of his success in the AFC East was because nobody had a franchise quarterback. The reason why they're in first place right now is because there's no franchise quarterbacks he needs to go is this through. Is true? That's true. So well, that's he wants fair. to, like, where can I win? And I'll give you a place you can win, although Josh Allen is a franchise quarterback. How about a little reunion? It's the most obvious one. Well, so first of all, don't roll your eyes because you just told me how important Josh McDaniels is. So if you're, because there's some familiarity there. So there's familiarity with Belichick and there's going to be familiarity with Bill O'Brien who's going to come in and be the offensive coordinator. But I give you a list, too. Here's four reasons things that he really likes. First of all, a great defense. Every time he's won the Super Bowl, he's had a great defense. Secondly, an affinity for running. Right now we're at 109 yards, still 40 more yards a game than the Bucks. Third, uh oh, bunch of money coming. Oh. What was that little tweet bird? Oh, it was a Gronkowski thinking about coming back. And finally, the most important reason, everyone would be happy. Literally everyone. He would be happy. Greg, you would be a little bit happy. You would be a little bit happy. The earth would be back on its axis. Tom Brady
3: back in the Here's the problem. It's a self-defeating idea, though, because of what you said. His key to the, winning the AFC East yeah, was it being bad. Right now, the Patriots the worst team in the AFCs. Yes, in the present and future they're better the, the they're the worst. Okay, I, I don't think they're better than the Jets. Okay, I, but, but I, uh, you know I, for the viewers, we're actually better than the Jets. Okay, the I side. don't believe you actually are. I think the Jets, when they have not had Zach Wilson playing, have been a very dangerous football team, and that they have been now the Patriots have been held back by their quarterback as well. To be fair, but I think the Patriots right now, if you're Tom Brady, you're like, hold on a second. I was with a Patriots team. In, tw- in my last year there, that didn't have dynamic weapons other than Julian Edelman, that had no receivers of note, no tight ends of note, and guess what? What, Wild? Oh, got a lot of cap space. Yeah, I was talking to DeAndre Hopkins of, the other day. The, okay, so the, the, the idea to go back to New England when he immediately became a better player from his last year in New England to his first two years in Tampa based on the weapons alone, I don't see that. And I think that is... An increasingly difficult division. I think Mike McDaniel knows what he's doing. I think the Jets are a quarterback away from being an excellent team. And the Bills have now won it every single year since Tom Brady's been gone. You
2: almost got a Bills so, compliment out of you. Well, they've won, the, they've won the division we three right years in a there row. On the no, they're price. a really good team.
3: Their quarterback stops turning the ball over. They could really do excellent.
2: Some... Okay, if the playoffs no, started today, which would be bizarre because it's not, Tuesday yeah. in December, the Bucks would host the Cowboys. Eagles would have the bye. The Bucs would host a game even though they're below 500. Greg, now the Bucks can't run the ball, but do you think Brady could take the Bucks on a little playoff run here?
0: Yesterday I was emphatic when I said no, absolutely
2: not. Oh, you're changing. I told you, it's that Today magic of that seat. is the same thing.
0: Oh!
4: oh yeah.
0: absolutely, absolutely not. Well, yeah. Like, no. Like, again, we're, we're talking about a guy who wants, in potential landing spots that has pieces around them to plug and play and go win. The same concept that he saw when he went to Tampa yep. Bay that worked. It's the recipe for his success at this stage in his career. The Bucks just aren't that right now. They have no running game. You've been talking about it. They're running more. They're running more, but they can't run. No, they don't run. They can't throw the ball effectively. Matter of fact, you know what else they can't really do? They can't score. No, it's not. They can't defensively. They have not been what we thought that they were going to be all year long. I and think so, the defense has been pretty good. They they have not been what we what they were. No, certainly not. And they're so, not a top for three me. When when I right. see them play now, they're they've shown flashes. Yeah. That's why I'm not going to completely first half just against Cincinnati the last two good. minutes
3: of the game. They and the first half flashes. against Cincinnati was pretty good. But yeah. offensively, they don't have what it takes. Okay. okay. So I think Greg's right. However, follow me down this path for Here just we a go. moment. I'm going to – let's say the playoff bracket stays like this, meaning mm-hmm. Eagles are the one seed, Vikings in San Francisco are the two and the three. I'm going to give the Vikings in San Francisco wins. Okay? They both win their playoff game. Okay. I think the winner of Bucks cowboys either one of them, goes to Philadelphia and beats the Eagles. I think the winner of that game goes to the NFC Championship game. It, we, we talked about the Cowboys side of it yesterday, about why I think the Cowboys, with no Lane Johnson for the Eagles, with Jalen coming off either missed a month or banged up, they can beat them. For the Bucs, again, we are operating in a world where the following has happened. For this to happen. The Bucs win this weekend to win the division. If the Bucks win this weekend and win the division, they can give themselves a bye week in Week 18. They can be 8-8 eight and eight and rest everybody and bad. say, you know what? Because it locks up the division. By winning this week, they lock up the division. They will be locked into the four spot. If they then beat Dallas, you don't think – there will be a true psychological edge yeah, I think. going into that game in Philadelphia. A Philadelphia team that will have been off, that will be seeing the same team that washed them out last year, that by definition will be coming off its best game of the season because they would have needed it. To beat the Dallas Cowboys. I that. So I think, and again, I understand Philadelphia is already very mad at me. Now I'm saying the Cowboys or the Bucks would beat you. I apologize for that. It's just how I see this thing falling. Yep. I think the winner of Bucks Cowboys is going to the NFC. Ooh, I like that. I think there's a little Tiger effect
2: with Brady. They, once he lines up, people start making mistakes. Yes. Just because they're in their own head. I, the Rams played I, yeah. poorly. Saints played poorly. Refs start I mean, I throwing would, I wouldn't mystical even say there's flags. There's a little. There is definitely
0: yes. Yeah. So remember, we've, you we've know seen. what
2: I thought was uh, when Brock Purdy was up by 35, and in the post game press conference, like, you know, I know who was on the other sideline. Like, bro, you're up 35 right. nothing. <laughs> well, you I saw it in the playoffs last
3: year. The Rams stopped being yep. able to handle snaps. They did. That, that team was good enough to win the Super Bowl. And for about 20 minutes, without the Bucks playing well, just by virtue of w- the, whatever that Tom Brady effect is, they, they started shooting themselves in the foot as much as they possibly could to where they could have lost that football game.
2: You know what? This really? segment was pretty good because of Tom Brady. Okay. Yeah, it just there's no end to his magic. I thought, Coming you
3: know up what? next, the way- oh,
2: the dirtiest player in the league. Huh? Clutch of Pearls, everyone. We're talking about Mac Jones falling down. Oh, my goodness gracious. No one was injured.
1: see how you'll profit with netsuite now through april 15th netsuite is offering a one-of-a-kind flexible financing program head to netsuite.com ftf netsuite.com ftf netsuite.com ftf
2: welcome back to the big tuesday show Tua, currently in concussion protocol looks to be done for the year eight and seven dolphins in foxborough with teddy bridgewater Taking on the dirtiest player in the entire league, maybe of all time, Mac Jones. Uh, Nick? Yeah. Are the
3: Dolphins still dangerous without Tua? 100%. And I think for this week against the Patriots, yeah. might be a little more dangerous. Really? Yeah, because I do think that there were some things. Now, we don't know how much of the second half meltdown from Tua was because of the concussion. Mm-hmm. But it did. it has seemed like over the last month, defenses have figured some things out to disrupt his timing, and two, has not been able to adjust. If there was ever a defensive co- mind that was going to be able to look at a fil- month of film on how a quarterback has been handled and make the most of it, it would be Bill Belichick. And so now you have a veteran quarterback who's worked in a bunch of different systems in Teddy Bridgewater, and I, know, I think the audience's initial inclination is, yeah, but they went to Teddy earlier this year and they lost all the games. I want to remind everybody: Teddy Bridgewater got zero games, Thank you. where he was the starter going into the week and got to play the whole game. Greg, I think you and I are probably on the same page yep. here. But Cincinnati, yep. he was inserted mid-game. That yep. was when Tua so took the out. brutal hit. Yep. Against the Jets, Teddy got he got knocked out on the first drive of the game. Yep. So then he was like the emergency backup for the Vikings game. Skyler Thompson was the starter. Mm -hmm. Then Skyler got hurt. So, Teddy, after being in the protocol all week and not getting first-team reps, he had to go in, and he threw for 330 yards. Now he threw a couple picks and a couple touchdowns. My point is, Greg, we have not seen this team quarterbacked for a full game by anyone other than Tua all year. And going into the year, I didn't think Tua was much better than Teddy. And we saw what Tua was able to do at times. So, I think the Dolphins are fine. I I think is their ceiling lowered a bit? Sure. But can they beat the Patriots? Patriots might beat themselves, as we've seen the last few weeks. But, yeah, I think the the Dolphins are still a dangerous team with Teddy Bridgewater at quarterback. I I agree 100%.
0: Yes, they are still a dangerous team. Let me say this really quick. With Teddy Bridgewater at quarterback, the Dolphins have, minus Josh Allen and the Bills, the next best quarterback In that division. Oh, no
2: doubt. I'll let that fly. So,
0: like, Mac Jones, you're not (laughs) going to pick Mac Jones over Teddy Bridgewater uh, unless you're just going with youth. You're not going to pick Mike White. So, for me to believe that all of a sudden Teddy Bridgewater, I mean, you literally said everything that I was thinking of saying, but I will add you this. He has not been schematically inserted to where Mike or McDaniel is going to now, like Sean Payton did when – when Drew Brees missed substantial amount of time, just made the offense surrounding the things that Teddy Bridgewater does well. That's what he's gonna get now. That's what he had not gotten Correct. up until this date. We're gonna see a completely different Teddy Bridgewater. He got sacked five times in that Minnesota Viking game that you said. He wasn't even the starter. He jumps in, he throws for over 300 yards, gets the two interceptions. He got sacked five times. The reason why he got sacked five times, he's a different type of quarterback than Tua. Tua's very time-oriented. He's going to get the ball out really quick. Tua's only been sacked about 21 times over the course of 15, 16 games. Mm -hmm. So when we look at Teddy Bridgewater and what he does really well, he understands, I have to kind of give a little bit and they have to give a little bit. Once they meet in the middle, their weapons are their weapons. You get the ball to those guys on the perimeter, you can thrive. Teddy Bridgewater is accurate. He can throw the ball down the field. He can make plays with his legs still. He's a viable backup option for me when you yes. think about the last totally. the last spot to get, which is the seventh seed. Yeah. It's the New England Patriots, the Jets, and the Dolphins. Yeah. And who has the better of the quarterback? The Dolphins
2: and, uh, okay. and right, the go better for weapons. seven minutes What? Now, okay, I'm <laughs> yeah. Like hey. he's Joe Montana. Like, if I'm I'm not, I asked he's you to describe Joe, Joe Montana, Montana. you go for about um, 90 <laughs> seconds. he's good arm, you know, good leadership. But Teddy Bridgewater can do everything. I, I'm scared of Jalen Waddell and Tyreek Hill. Yeah. yeah. I get it. But you're like, ah, he was sacked a bunch of times. Well, all right. Does New England have a good pass rush? Well, he yeah. was
0: sacked because he was holding on to the ball a little okay, bit. Okay, so
3: it's going to still happen, No. No. Okay. Uh, I bet we, I bet we he yeah. understand. I, he and can be. I add one other thing, of one course. the I also there's a reason that no teams in this league have a left-handed backup quarterback because if you have to all of a sudden mid-game put them in, everything's reversed. I do think it is harder for the it was harder for the Dolphins on the fly to deal with a quarterback injury than most teams because obviously their backups are right-handed because almost every quarterback in the league's right-handed mm-hmm. and two is left-handed. So a lot of your protections get reversed, a lot of your your bootlegs get reversed, all that gets reversed. Yes. Now this is going also here's the other thing. This is what I would think you would be excited about this week. This is a real – Mike McDaniels has gotten a lot of flowers all year long. And I and I like him, and I think he's deserved nothing. He's of smart offensive mind. Well, now you're going up against the GOAT defensive mind and the GOAT coach, when Mike McDaniel's on a four-game losing streak, and NFL life coming at him fast. Having to adjust on the fly, now having to do it with his backup quarterback, and seeing what Mike McDaniels can cook up in the week leading up to this game, which is their biggest game of the year. They were 8-3. and three. They should not be in a position where if they lose this game, their season's basically over. Mm-hmm. But they are in this position, and it's a rookie head coach, who in a first game ever beat your guys. Yeah, it was an offensive pass interference. The, excuse
2: me, defensive pass interference.
3: Right. I mean, it was 20-7, it was to 7, yeah, but Parker, in Wilds' so. defense, it was actually a little closer than that. I agree with you. If you actually watch that week one game, it was relatively mm-hmm. close. Now we get to see it with both okay. teams' life's on the line. 21-14, Patriots win. Okay. Uh, hey, Mac Jones, he got, a, he got a, an
2: $11,000 fine, Greg. Oh, my goodness gracious. It's, it's about twice as much as a fine you would get if, you're, if you wore the wrong colored socks or something. Uh, he, because it should he, be. he stumbled and tumbled into Eli Apple. He explained yesterday. Take a listen.
4: Just kind of went down in front of him and um, trying to stop a fast guy and get into another fast guy. So just split-second decision, and there's a lot that goes into it. There's no hard feelings and definitely no intention to hurt anybody on that play. Yeah, okay. sounds good to me.
2: Well, coming up next. <laughs>
4: Greg, were you first, satisfied?
2: First
0: off, no. Oh, no. I was. No, no. I bet you were. First off, let me say this. You don't get the opportunity to say no hard feelings. Oh, that's right. You don't get the opportunity. That's a good did it. point.
3: I you, didn't even think about that. You don't
0: get the opportunity it's to say no.
3: accepting your own apology. Yeah. Like, no hard No. <laughs>
0: Obviously, there are hard feelings because Eli Apple made a big deal about it. That's a like point. so there are hard feelings. You don't get to tell him no hard feelings. No no hard feelings. No man, you you did something that that you shouldn't have done. And so for me, I don't think that Mac Jones I'm not willing to call, I'm not quick to call a player dirty. Uh, yeah. The play that he has chosen to make, the actions tell me that was a dirty play. His actions on multiple occasions have told me he is a he's willing to be a dirty player. Now, if he continues to do this, I don't think he has more times where he can do this, and guys are gonna then say, okay, he's now a dirty player. They already
3: see him as yeah. a dirty player. What, Greg, what did the late great Charlie Murphy once upon a time say okay. about Rick James? <laughs> habitual line stepper. Yes. Mac Jones is a habitual line stepper. And uh, am I buying his apology? Of course, I'm not buying I'm not his apology. Not even sure he apologized. To be a hundred percent honest, right? He didn't apologize. He did explanation. It, it, and it is, it, it, but again, and I hate to be, you know, to do Zapruder film on this, but it doesn't make sense. He is talking about. He is talking of it. it he's describing it as if the Patriots had the ball, and Eli Apple was trying to chase down someone to make a tackle. He's like, I'm trying to prevent a fast guy from getting to another fast guy. What fast guy Not 100% sure. is Eli Apple pursuing there that he's Please. stopping? Huh? Tyquan Thornton? <laughs> getting to Tyquan Thornton does nothing for the play. Yeah. Like, Mac Jones should have been in pursuit of the ball carrier exactly. or out of the play. Like, but it was the same thing with Brian Burns, Wilds. Brian Burns was no longer in the play when he strip-sacked him, and the ball's 30 yards upfield, and he's gator-rolling a guy whose team now has the ball. There's not even any advantage from it. Right? Yeah. yeah. Well, what the, did you want him to say? No, the I'm him. So, so, uh,
2: well, I, I told you. Mm-hmm. I met with Mac Jones behind closed oh, doors. Oh, that's a lie. And I said, you know what? Yeah. We're not letting this one go to trial. We're going <laughs> to plea this one out. Okay. We're going to plea it out to a trip.
3: Uh, an accidental fall. Can, can, I, can <laughs> I tell you what you try. should have said? I'm not
2: going to go up there. Can, and,
3: yeah. You ask me. Can I, look, ask the, you be the reporter, I'll be Mac Jones. Oh. Uh, hey, Mac Jones.
2: Hi. There's some people out there in the media yeah. who think that you tried to purposely hurt Eli Apple when you were out there just right. giving it your all, okay. especially on the heels of you receiving a lot of unfair criticism about not being able to tra- tackle okay.
3: 6'5", 260-pound Chandler Jones well, in the previous game. Have any thoughts? Yeah, I'm really glad this got brought up, uh, and I've reached out to Eli. He hasn't responded. So here's the deal. I'm incredibly competitive. I've been competitive my entire life, and I'm not used to losing. And in my brief NFL career, there are some times where my competitive nature's gotten the best of me. Yeah, you're over 500. And right. I need to do better. I need to be in the heat of the moment. Yeah. I'm not thinking, but everybody's out there. It's yeah. a brotherhood. Yeah, And I'm putting guys at risk, so I'll do better. No, and I, mean, I know the rest of the Let that fire burn that. inside of you. That's <laughs> what makes you okay, great. Don't no. worry about that stuff. That's all he has to say. If I, he buy, said that, Greg, I buy all of that. If he said that. Okay. It's you like, even bought it. He basically it. said that. No, he didn't. <laughs> <laughs> that's what he basically that's said. That's all you got to say. And then people will be like, okay, I, I don't do it again, but I, I give no, you, you, you know a chance. You
0: know what would have been better? If he would have even said, I hope that there are no hard feelings moving forward. Yeah. Like, he just said, no hard feelings.
2: No. You know what I would have said? You can't say I'm worried that. about the Dolphins. You guys want to worry? <laughs> I don't, you guys talking about the Bengals game still? Talking about the Raiders game? <laughs> I don't know. I'm worried about the Dolphins. Get focused, everybody. Hey, new MVP conversation coming up. It's Justin hey. Jefferson. He's in the conversation. New MVP
3: just dropped. Yes, sir. Yeah.
2: Now entering the MVP conversation, who is it? Justin Jefferson, come on down. Justin Jefferson saying, having the type of season I'm having, I feel like that's a conversation that needs to be had for me to be the MVP. Well, you know what? Sure, we'll have it. Wish granted. You are now officially in. The MVP conversation here on First Things First. It's the not the just here, by the way. this is important uh-huh. is because we are the number one show about having the conversation about who's in the conversation for MVP and who's
3: competing against Patrick Mahomes. Yeah, it's like a daily battle that we wage here. Yeah. We've gone crazy, guys. <laughs> there has to be. Here's the deal. There have only been two unanimous MVPs in NFL history. There should have been way more. Brady, I mean, Peyton Manning is 55 touchdown a year with Denver. He wasn't unanimous. Mm-hmm. Aaron Rodgers, mm-hmm. 15 in one year when yep. he was the defending champ. Yep. It wasn't unanimous. I think Favre got one vote. It was ridiculous. Uh, it, so there have been years. Cam wasn't unanimous. The only two unanimous MVPs were Brady in 2010 and Lamar in 2019. There should be a third name on that list this Ooh. year. There is especially now that they've expanded the ballot to where you don't just submit one name. You submit a first through fifth. That way everyone can be... Because in the years past, I think what's happened is it's like we know Aaron's going to win it in 2011. So one person's like, but I want Favre to get some recognition, so I'll put his name on my ballot. That's what second through fifth is. Wide receivers don't win this award. I didn't make that rule, but it's been the rule. In fact, since Jerry Rice who got votes a bunch of years. Since him, only two wide receivers have ever gotten any votes. Randy Moss, his rookie season, got four votes. And Cooper Cup last year got one vote. And that's instructive. Because Cooper Cup last year was better than Justin Jefferson this year, and he didn't come close to it. Cooper Cup last year won the Triple Crown, 145 triple crown yards, yep. 1,950 or 145 receptions, 1,950 yards, 16 touchdowns. <clears throat> That's 22 more catches than Jefferson has, almost 200 more yards than Jefferson has, and double the touchdowns. Very good. The year Moss had 23 touchdowns for the undefeated Patriots, he got zero votes. You know why? Because it's not a wide receiver award. That's what Offensive Player of the Year is for. And so if we are now down, Greg, to the, is the real MVP the wide receiver in Minnesota? What it really means is for some reason, folks don't want it to be Mahomes. I don't know why. The Maybe f- they find me annoying and they're holding it me. No, him. don't say that. But it, it's got to be Mahomes, and then you can fill out the rest of your ballot. So
0: I'm not, I'm, I want to make it abundantly clear. I'm not saying that Justin Jefferson should win MVP. However, what I am saying is that I agree with what he's saying. He should be considered and moving forward based on what we've seen. You just Cooper Cup was a triple crown winner and didn't didn't win. Like and so I understand Justin Jefferson isn't going to win it, but the impact that receivers are having on these teams and it's different with Cooper Cup even and even Randy Moss and even Jerry Rice because you look at their quarterbacks and you're like, yeah, but he was he was balling, like he's a player. Justin Jefferson is playing with Kirk Cousins, my Dark Horse MVP, by the way. Correct. So he gets a share in all of this if Justin Jefferson were to win. Kirk
2: Cousins has to be in the conversation. However,
0: when you look at Justin Jefferson and what he provides, you take him away from this team. We're not talking about the Minnesota Vikings. I, I, I well, that's true. That's, an, it, that's, that's what an MVP. You take
2: everybody away. You take the center away. It's no, like, oh, this team's No,
0: wrong. no, that's, that's what an MVP-type player is. He's your best player. Player and you cannot thrive without them. Like that is what I deem to be me personally. When I watch teams play, if that team loses him, it's over. When the Green Bay Packers lost Aaron Rodgers, over. If the if 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 the Kansas City Chiefs lose Patrick Mahomes,
3: do you think they're win? Do you think no, they're no, of winning? Of course, not. exactly. But it's the, over. But so, but here's the other thing, Wilds If we are going to change the rules a bit. Because I've I've said for a long time that I actually think the hardest award to win in the league is Defensive Player of the Year, because every position on the defense has won it. You've had D tackles, D ends, linebackers, corners, safeties, all Mm -hmm. winning. MVPs, it's quarterbacks with the occasional running back that wins it. So it's really only like 50 guys that's not going to happen anymore that can win it.
2: As as far as running back, it's going to be 10 years in a row with quarterbacks. This will be the 10th.
3: And so the, the thing is this: if we're going to break that tendency. Then you know what Justin Jefferson needs—not eight touchdowns yeah, to sure. go along with almost 2,000 yards. Yeah, we got a graphic
2: for it. Oh, us, go guys. ahead. So keep, I, no, I didn't know we had a graphic. No, it's this, the same thing. It's the, eight touchdowns.
3: It, yeah, he needs 18 touchdowns. It needs to be, uh, uh, by the way, similar to what Cooper Cup had last year, mm-hmm. but it was—it still wasn't enough because Rodgers had the monster season. And so I just—I—I I think right now it is pretty clear that for some reason or another. Folks have been hesitant to just say the best player in the league, who has the best numbers, is league MVP. Can I? <laughs> because all year long we've been trying to find someone to compete with Patrick. I'm gonna I'm gonna throw your
2: own theory back to you. Remember you had a theory about like guys weekend in like the Maldives. Yeah. Tell that story. That's pretty good. Oh, okay. All right. That's no, what I think is well. happening. Because so, now it's not a conversation between anyone else and Justin Jefferson. It's like I should be up on the Mahomes level.
3: Yeah. No. The, what I what I had right, said was story. is that if you really want to, if you want to go to Vegas with your friends, you should tell your wife, hey. Guess what? Just booked a trip to Bangkok with my buddies for the weekend. She'll be furious. And then when you're like, all right, fine, honey, we'll just go Vegas, she'll all of a sudden be congratulating you and happy about it when you were always planning to go to Vegas. I don't know how that applies here. Well, now.
2: because now it's like, you know what? It's obvious I'm the best wide receiver. I should be in the MVP conversation. Correct. Don't put me on the same level as Stefan Diggs or Tyreek Hill. Oh, so
3: you I'm think he's just trying to move the Overton window. I'm not saying to- he's moving Uh, I don't think he's
2: doing it on purpose, but that is what is going to happen all of a sudden. No one's talking about Stephon Diggs. No one's talking about Tyree Kill.
3: That's interesting. It's like, okay, Justin Jefferson has superseded the best receiver in the game conversation and entered the MVP conversation, which he's not really in, but it it makes it totally clear who the best receiver in the league is. I'll buy that. I like that. And I actually think that's true. I think he is it the best just happened. in the league. I think he is better really? than Turner Justin league. Jefferson, I think he's he's the best. got your
2: wish. Yeah. Full-on eight-minute conversation yeah. on First Things First. <laughs> the hottest show at 3 o'clock <laughs> in all of the country. Hey, welcome back to the show. J.J. Watt, great Wisconsin Badger, three-time defensive player of the year, and sneaky good offensive weapon, has announced his retirement this year was his 12th. And on the year, he's playing pretty well. 33 tackles, nine-and-a-half sacks.
3: Yeah, and I that and that is he is having a very good year, but I happen to be in Houston for the first five years of JJ's career, and from 2012 to 2015, Greg, he had a four-year run that I know it's become in vogue to compare people to Lawrence Taylor or Bruce Smith or Reggie White. His four-year run, those four seasons, compare favorably to any player in the history of the league. I 100 percent agree. 64 games played, Greg. Yep. 69 sacks. 119 tackles for loss in addition to the sacks, 41 pass breakups or pass deflections, which he almost invented being a huge part of the defensive end or defensive tackle position, 15 forced fumbles, one interception, which he returned 80 yards for a touchdown, Three catches, all of which were touchdowns, and three time Defensive Player of the Year. I mean, it was that four year run, if he never played again, would have made him a Hall of Fame player in my book.
0: Yeah, man. This is a guy that I've always admired playing against and watching play. Like, and for him to retire, like, I just don't like to see guys that have done it the right way their entire career, and the stats you just mentioned them, they speak for themselves but not get an opportunity to play on the greatest stage. He deserves it, I yeah. wish he could get that opportunity, uh, but congratulations, I, I, man, true, on a- True story, Greg.
2: Mind. Before this segment, uh, Hubs and I looked up Greg Jennings, JJ Watt, just in case there was ever some weird time that he leveled you and we were gonna play <laughs> We didn't find it. <laughs> Very elusive. <laughs>
0: There, there, there's there's a rule that I I live by. And it, it? I didn't I didn't I wasn't able to live by it every single snap. I do not get hit by defensive
3: linemen. <laughs> you <laughs> you never know, like, never know something happening. That is a no no. Also, can I say one last thing before we move on? I know he's retiring, announced retirement. You know his new baby got to watch a game, and then he said he was done. I would be interested midway through next year if JJ wants to come back for a contender and a brief. Because his body's breaking down a bit. But could he give you five games at the end of a regular season on playoff run and try to get that, you know, like you were saying, play for yeah. a championship? I'll hold out a little bit of hope that we see him one more time. I know he's saying he's retiring, but maybe a little part-time season for a team that's already in the playoffs I think could be interesting. Pretty good. Go Badgers, by the way. No huddle time. This We go crazy in this segment. We just do, like, two stories. The craziest uh, thing is what Wild's about to say about Justin Herbert.
2: Chargers over Jeff Saturday, Nick Fultz and the Colts on a Monday L.A. clinched their first playoff berth since 2018. It'll be Herbert's first playoff game ever. Congratulations, Justin Herbert. Playing great. One of the best quarterbacks in the whole entire world. Made it to the playoffs. Good for you. Uh, Are you ready to
3: say he's an elite QB? Now that he made it to the playoffs? He's been an elite quarterback. Thank you. Had that sidearm throw? How many elite quarterbacks are there, Wilds? Is it just three? Is it just Mahomes, Allen, and, and Burrow? Is it just those three with Rodgers and Brady, grandfather Lamar, Dad? L- Lamar? Yeah, but when he plays. Okay, I would say Lamar, and Justin Herbert, and Trevor Lawrence oh. are also elite quarterbacks. The trumpets. It was... The no, you, again. If if Justin Herbert's not an elite quarterback, then we really only have three. Then it really is just Mahomes, Burrow, and Allen with Rodgers and Brady previously been, but not anymore. We have more than that. And the idea that he's underachieved—the Chargers were a mess. He got there his, as a rookie. He went six and nine for the quarterback wins, folks. Threw for four thousand yards. Yes. Last year, they—they they were nine and eight. If you're a quarterback wins guy, and again, he throws for four thousand yards. And with a rookie head coach this year, again five, for the quarterback wins, folks, yards. or five thousand yards. <laughs> pardon me. I, you're right. <laughs> yeah, five thousand yards. He's nine and three except for against Kansas City and San Francisco, which might be the two best teams in football. Like, what? It, it, it can't just be the guy, and now people are going to move the goalposts, Greg. It's going to be, okay, go win a playoff. Game. Oh, God forbid. What?
2: Oh, we asked one of the greatest quarterbacks in the league on God's green earth to win A PLAYOFF GAME. Now, Jalen Hurts didn't win a playoff game, Mm -hmm. and I got to hear about it every other day that you refuse to give him any flowers because you haven't seen it in the playoffs. So if Justin Herbert goes out and lays an egg like Kyler did, are you going to have the same treatment for him?
3: Here's the thing. Winning road playoff games is difficult. Josh Allen's never done it. Never won a road playoff game, 0-3. Mahomes never done it. Now he's never had to play in one, but we've never seen him do it. So he's going to be on the road in week one, but I just I don't like when we do that. When, for, jo- for Justin Herbert it was, okay, I, I, all the numbers say you're great. The eye test says you're great, but you haven't been in the playoffs. The day after he makes it to the playoffs, it's now like, go win a playoff game. Like this, there's a process to this.
0: See, I think what, what bothers me is in, he's in year three. Are you literally saying what we've what we've seen out of Justin Herbert
2: it's not been elite? No. I like Justin Herbert. I think no, Justin no. Herbert Yes, I do. I think I think he does a good job. I think he has gotten more roses than his resume deserves. Okay. Zach Wilson is is on the recycle pile right now. Yes. Oh, you know, Mac Jones went to the playoffs and lost and it's like, "Nah, you lost." So, Trevor Lawrence outside of this show and this year, now he's starting to pop. Like I don't think it's too much to ask that he wins a playoff game if you're one of the top-tier quarterbacks. That's not a hot take, win a
0: playoff game. It's not a hot take, but I don't think he has to win a playoff game. And, and, and just, I, I've never had one of these, but I got a blind reveal. Oh, wow.
3: wow. I, I didn't know deal. this was coming. And Here we at, go. I
0: want you to look at these numbers really quick. Now, the guy on the left... If you look at those numbers, 66 completion com- percentage, oh, uh, 4,700 yards, first in the league, 11 uh, interceptions. Oh, yeah. You're good at that. Three game winning drives.
2: Yeah.
3: We yes. should make this can a game show. Nick, and the
0: guy see. on the right, uh-huh. 68% completion uh-huh. percentage. Yeah. You see the numbers 4,200, third in the league. I'm spoil it Go all the, the way He's down. Got it. Got second, it. You got th- Who do we have it's Mahomes here? Mahomes
3: and Justin Herbert.
0: Mahomes, can we show them? Oh! Mahomes and Justin Herbert. Now, yeah. We can go year to year with this uh-huh. blind reveal. Okay. When we talk about. Now you're going to get me on wild side. Oh no, wait, no, no, no. <laughs> I'm defending. Whoa, whoa, whoa. I'm what's no, the difference? Playoff wins. Before go you ahead. jump, I am not comparing him.
2: No, why would you, to, you just put on a blind no, reveal to no, no. this? I'm not
0: comparing him to Patrick Mahomes <laughs> and saying, oh, he's better than Patrick Mahomes. <laughs> what I'm saying is, when you look at those numbers of Patrick Mahomes, yeah? you say he's elite. It is not just because he's won a Super Bowl and he's won playoff games. Yes, he has. So we're, we, that's what we have to go off of. But he has, Justin Herbert has not been given the opportunity. Now, in the times that he hasn't been in the postseason, the last two years, mm-hmm. has he not performed? Has he not lived up to the bill? I mean, This year, Keenan Allen, Mike Williams, he has not had more than 20% of their snaps Correct. together. And he's made this team a playoff team because of what he's been able to do. Why, is, wh- why are we talking about so, the Chargers? Uh, so listen, because of his elite because, play.
3: So here's where, Wilds, here's where uh, now I will support you a bit. Thank you. B- because uh, I Hill. think Justin Herbert is without question one of the elite quarterbacks in the league. Going into the year, I said the team in the AFC that scared me most was the Chargers. I should have said the Bengals. Said the Chargers. And in large part was because of Justin Herbert and the weapons they have. Now – there is an element of the media that does go a touch over the top. Bill Plaschke wrote a column in the LA Times yesterday saying, Justin Herbert is the best young quarterback ever. And someone tweeted and they were correct. I must be reading this from the multiverse where Patrick Mahomes doesn't yet exist. Because I do believe he has that distinction. And in his last two games, Herbert has zero touchdowns and three picks. And my friends, uh, Stephen Ruiz and folks at the Ringer have explained to me how they might be the two best games of his career. I don't totally get that part of it. So I do think there is an element of because his arm is so great and because the talent is so obvious that we have maybe been in a rush to anoint him as if he has accomplished what Mahomes or Burrow have accomplished or even Josh Allen, who has accomplished more. I, I don't think he's accomplished what those guys have accomplished, but I do think he is clearly an elite quarterback. And you might say, why wouldn't I give the distinction to Kyler? I didn't believe in him, and, I, and I, I understand he won some games. I get all that. Kyler's size and demeanor and all of it made me question it. Jalen Hurts doesn't have the pedigree. That, that Justin Herbert has and doesn't have nearly the statistical resume that Why? Justin because Herbert. Jalen Hurts made the playoffs last year? No, but again you assign quarterback wins so much more value than I do. That's I think I mean. the quarterback who threw 5,000 yards and barely missed out of the playoffs on the tougher Conference had a far better year than the quarterback who snuck into the playoffs last year in Jalen Hurts. I think last year Herbert was clearly Agreed. better than Jalen Hurts. Agree. I think it's undeniable even though one made the playoffs and one didn't. And one of the reasons,
0: I'll be really quick, one of the reasons and I'm a huge Joe Burrow fan. I love Joe Burrow. He is he is definitely elite. But when we think about Joe Burrow, the reason why you're saying he's elite is because of what he did once he got into the postseason. But Joe Burrow – hold on. Joe Burrow wasn't just, oh, my gosh, this guy is the reason why this team is – They he put them in position. Defense made crazy adjustments yes. at halftime almost every game. They went on the road. He now has this opportunity. And – I can't just sit here and say discredit what he's done with the opportunity that he's
2: been afforded and not say it's not elite. It's been elite. I'm going to summarize this segment if you just joined us. Both Nick and Greg Jennings argued against my point. And then as they continued to go on, eventually you realized, oh, no, Kevin I, was right, no, and you realize Kevin no, was right. No, oh, Patrick Mahomes is better because he wins playoff games, and Joe Burrow is better because yes, he wins playoff games. Yes, exactly but if saying, the
3: standard is, if exactly the standard is, but, but no, but neither one of us are arguing he's the second best quarterback in football, no. or that he's better than Mahomes. the the, prob- the problem is that like your your standard for an NBA superstar is far too liberal. You want everybody in. You want thirty people in the club, but elite quarterback Back, you want them to be automatically minted gold. Well, third guy. of the league in. What? Win no, a game. Win I, a playoff
2: game. Okay. Win a playoff well, game. I believe you, Justin Herbert. So I think you can un- win a game. So just so
0: we're clear, is Justin Herbert elite? Yeah, if he wins a playoff no, game. Yeah, he's got to
3: beat. Win a playoff he game. game. Do
2: it. Win a playoff All game. All of a
3: sudden, he's gonna have to. So that too much, player. Josh. Josh.
2: How many Hall of Famers never won a playoff game? He's
3: in his third year. How many Hall of Famers didn't win one? Zero. years. You're saying no.
2: Oh, my goodness, in 24 hours.
3: It's Nick's tears. I was just looking at the jacket. I, it's a great-looking suit, by the way. You That's look, a full you look, suit. You look it's not really just nice the there. You look happy. Yeah, you know what's unfortunate, though? <laughs> what? We didn't fill our eighth committee member position. Really? There. Yeah. Oh. So one PhD applied, but he tried to. He asked if he could zoom in for the Tuesday. No, meetings, you got to be there. He said no. You, it, you know
2: time. what? Travel conditions be darned. Exactly Get there. Right. I mean, Burn crazy. that midnight <laughs> oil. Yeah. Hey, uh, Tom Brady went on to his podcast with Jim Gray. Pretty good podcast. And he uh, said this about his future. Take a listen.
4: Well, I think next time I decide to retire, that's it for me. So whenever that day comes, we'll figure it out. Do you even contemplate that at this point? I really don't. Uh, You know, I think what I really realized last year was, you know, you got to be really sure to to do that. I'm going to take my time uh, whenever that time does come in the meantime. I have a hugely important job the team's asking me to do, and I want to go out there and I want to play my best these last two weeks of the regular season.
2: Okay, so nobody thinks that Tom Brady is actually going to retire next or the end of this year. We think he's got some more years yep. in him. You saw something online while you were on your phone while Greg and I were researching. You were-
3: okay, I was literally uh, checking for this exact thing, and it came up. So, Florio just posted minutes ago, an article about that there's increasing chatter in league circles that Sean Payton could be coaching the Saints next year and that Tom Brady could be his quarterback there and the 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 reasoning florio gives is that he does that the Chargers job which a lot of people thought Sean would be Sean Payton's first choice does not look like it's coming open now that, that we, nobody wants to coach the Broncos that the, the other jobs that we know are open wouldn't be super attractive Furthermore, it is worth noting, and I know it's a little awkward because Sean's a co-worker of ours, but he's in L.A., and I have not talked to Sean. I don't have the relationship with Sean. That's not like inside info. But the Saints own his rights as a coach. Mm-hmm. So if he wants to coach somewhere else, the Saints could force that team to trade them something. The easiest thing would be if he wanted to come back and coach the Saints. What Florio writes about, and he's not wrong, is there's a lot of speculation when the Dolphins were tampering with Tom Brady, for which they lost their first-round draft pick, that it was – To pair him and Sean Payton together. So when you talk about Brady's kind of path has always been soft division. Well, the NFC South is the softest. Mm -hmm. I think there were a lot of people wondering how much is the weather going to play into a factor for since Brady's going to be 46 years old. Will the Saints play in a dome and their road games? Carolina, uh, Tampa, and New Orleans or uh, and Atlanta are warm weather or a dome. A lot of that does make sense. Now, the reason. I don't think that would be Brady's first choice is I don't think that team has enough weapons. I don't know if Michael Thomas ever is going to be the player he was Mm -hmm. pre-ankle injury. You know, Camara's futures is somewhat in flux there. So I don't know that that, to me, makes as much sense as some other options. But Florio's got a pretty good record of not throwing stuff out there that doesn't have at least a – decent chance of coming to fruition, and because Brady's a free agent and because Sean Payton is still contractually obligated to the Saints, that's at least an intriguing possibility for Brady. I like it. What do you think, Greg?
0: It's it's interesting. I, I just, man. I, I No. If I'm Brady, like I, I want to go somewhere where I, I know there's not pieces that are coming in with me that makes the team stronger, but that are already there, and then pieces potentially added defensively or whatnot. That's why I, I, I really like the, I like the Raiders.
2: You know, you said something when we were kicking around where Aaron Rodgers should go next year, or if he was ever to leave the Packers, and we were kicking around the Jets. And I remember you said, uh, he would never go to the Jets because of Favre. Mm-hmm. I was like, huh, that's interesting. And I don't think any, anyone's ever said that. Um, do you think there would be, if the Saints thing is real, that there's a, ah, it's Drew Brees' team. It's kind of like they weren't necessarily rivals, but same sort of tier. I feel like that's his thing.
0: No, I don't think that would be on Tom Brady's mind. He he wants to win. Like, look, let's be honest. Like, he's forty-five years old. Like, he does not have a long leash left. He is winding down. Like, he has to get to a situation that is ready made for him to come in
3: and win. Right now, I don't know if that's the Saints, even with Sean Payton. I I I think the team that makes the most sense and has always made the most sense is San Francisco. They are ready to win. They don't have a veteran quarterback under contract moving forward. And why have the Niners not won a Super Bowl? Not for any other reason other than their quarterback play has been egregious in every game that they have had in the postseason under uh, Shanahan. Now, they've won four of them and only lost two of them, but they've been able to work around it. And Brady, even at 40, going to be 46 years old, I don't think you look at him and say, he's going to cost us a game. Mm -mm. And I don't know how this season's going to go, and I think the Niners have the best roster in football, but would it be shocking to anyone if seventh-round rookie Brock Purdy has a meltdown playoff game. has a mo- it, 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 Again, I'm not trying to wish that upon him, and he's been excellent mm-hmm. in the opportunities that he's had. In fact, the one pick he threw this past week was one of the most unlucky picks anybody's had in the NFL all year. He's played great, and maybe it's a true Tom Brady-esque Cinderella story where a late-round pick comes in season for an injury, leads team to a Super Bowl. But if the Niners this year with McCaffrey get Debo back all of it, all of a sudden get bounced, either in a conference championship game or in a Super Bowl, and it's because, once again, we were at a massive deficit at the quarterback position. Do you think Shanahan and Lynch are going to go into next season and say, all right, so we have Trey Lance, who we traded all these picks for, but who we basically have never seen play, Brock Purdy, who the whole league decided was a, you know the last pick of the draft, everyone passed on him with every pick they had, or Tom Brady, this is his home there is you know childhood home mm-hmm. we have the weapons you would ama- I still think Brady even at, in his mid 40s is a draw free agent wise I think there are t- there are some guys that would say okay mm-hmm. let me try to go win a ring with Brady for that team that's the one that always to me has made the most sense so, and, and the dolphins I understood made sense because it was Florida and the AFC East but I think the Niners are the one that makes so the sense. reason why I'm I'm still not I, don't get me
0: wrong the dolphins make sense but the Niners? The, I'm sorry. The Niners make yeah. sense. But what if they win? If they win the what Super Bowl? What if they win the Super Bowl? Well, then. Do you still say, hey, no. let's go get Tom Brady. No, then, then you got to like. They
2: wouldn't didn't, want it.
0: But yeah. that's, that's why the Raiders, for me, makes the most. This is not a team. They're not winning the Super Bowl. No. Like they, mathematically, they're not out. So your pick is still alive.
2: Yeah. Hubs, you hear that? But, yeah. <laughs> but they're done. Wow. Like,
0: it just makes more sense because he would be going to a situation where they've been dormant. They haven't done anything correct? Mm-hmm. since winning it when, uh, what? Well, getting to it. Yeah, returned. getting to it. Yeah, they didn't even yeah, win they it. They lost the Bucks. Yeah, against the Bucks. So, for me, that situation just seems like, you know what? I can revive something, and it would be over there. They have all the weapons. Defensively, they need to sp- spruce some things up. But that, for me, because of the 49ers and their potential, we all believe that they could still
2: potentially win with Brock Purdy right now. Yep. Let's start up the Sean Payton replace Belichick. uh, (laughs) (laughs) Ah, It's on the board. Robert Kraft, make a call. Just on the board. Derek Carr, leaving Las Vegas? Maybe. Some smart football people had the Raiders going all the way to the Super Bowl. Josh (laughs) McDaniels (laughs) talked about some improvements they need to make. Take a listen.
3: For us to be able to win at this time of the year, uh, and be productive uh, offensively, you, you have to throw the ball, you know, better
2: than what we've thrown it at times here in the last month and a half. Um, we've been able to win some in spite of that, you know, o- overall. But, um, you know, clearly that's not the goal. Uh, the goal would be to mu- be, be, be more productive than what, what we've been.
3: That's brutal. <laughs> what? I was surprised. <laughs> that's brutal. <laughs> I, and I know it seems weird for us in the media to be because that would be like on television, that would not be a brutal takedown at all. It would just be actually somewhat muted commentary. But you you it's so rare you see a coach put it on one guy. And when you say I know he didn't say his name, but when he says throw the football and only one guy throws the football. Now here's the thing, Greg, it's not wrong. I think this will surprise people. The league leader in interceptions yep. is Derek Carr. His passer rating is barely he's twenty-sixth in the league. Barely. Tenth of a point had a Mac Jones. That's how bad he's been, Wilds. Okay. Barely had a baby goat. Right. And here's the other weird thing about the Raiders. Devontae's got 1,300 yards and a dozen touchdowns. Josh Jacobs has 1,500 yards and 11 touchdowns. Like, their skill position, guys. I understand Waller's been injured. I get that. But the, Devontae, it's not like, oh, well, that was a bust. You know, we traded for it. It didn't work out. <laughs> right. He's been awesome. And so I do think that the Raiders... Because they can move on from Carr for $5 million in dead money as long as he doesn't get hurt in the next couple games. Which means maybe he won't play all of the next couple of games. But I think that signals to you that Josh McDaniels is done with Derek Carr. Exactly.
0: And I didn't want to jump the gun and go to Josh McDaniels yeah. and what he said about his quarterback, about they need to be able to throw the ball at this point in the season. But that right there, if that's not like, look, I'm looking for somebody.
2: Wait, who? i are saying Matthews? Tom Brady. Tom am Brady. Okay. Tom Brady. Tom Brady. But he can't have nine teams waiting on Tom Brady. No, I'm not saying that. If you don't get Tom Brady, what's the answer? Well, Better if, than Derek Carr? Well, that's better than Derek Carr. No, if, he's if, saying. If you don't get Tom Brady. Eh.
3: Maybe you draft a guy and yeah. you finally I start draft over. Draft a guy. The, the, well, they,
0: you clearly can't go back. Like you, 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 you literally back. just called, back, called out your quarterback. Can I show you
2: something, Greg? When Please. Why you have to stay with Derek Carr? When uh, when Devontae came over and it was like the Fresno State connection. Mm-hmm. Here we go. Devontae Adams celebrated Raiders trade by buying the house next to Derek Carr. So now Devontae Adams is going to move lose a, a neighbor and a friend. Derek Carr throwing Devontae Adams like riding a bike. And how about the last one? Uh, Devontae Adams compares Derek Carr to Aaron Rodgers, calls the Raiders' QB a Hall of Famer. All right. So you if you want to move on from Derek Carr, you might lose Devonte Adams. Here's, here's the not the contractually, thing but you might that. lose the spirit
3: of. The and connection. I wish we saw that full screen up because I could have sure. shown it to you. you in the in gray at the bottom of each of those headlines, you can see it on two of them. They have date lines on them. I'm saying when they. You say know it. what they all have in common? This, this is before Devonte started playing with Derek <laughs> Carr again. You think he and his look, what? I don't his think neighbor. He, I I I listen. I Wilds, you, you and I we're not neighbors cuz you live in upstate New York up by Connecticut. But you we could be neighbors and good friends. And if you were the worst in sports media at the most important thing, I don't know that I'd want to still work with you. Well, we could what still if we be went buddies. To Fresno State. Yeah, I mean, we could still be friends. Like, dare, I don't think Devontae signed up for this thinking that they were going to be below 500. Carr was going to lead exactly. the league in picks and that it was, he was going to, Devontae's most notable moment this year was, after the Chiefs game, when he was so frustrated with how the game ended, he shoved the photographer. Like, I forgot about it's that. It's not story, been yeah. – it hasn't exactly gone swimmingly for him, and I'm a lot with, of that's
0: the quarterback. I'm with Nick. The box has been checked on, hey, we were able to play together in the National Football League. Yeah. Box checked. It didn't work out. But if Josh McDaniel says, hey, Devontae, I'm thinking about going after Tom Brady. I, I wanted, I wanted to bring it by you first to mm-hmm. see. I know you have a relationship with Derek Carr. He's my neighbor. Yeah. How, how do you feel about that?
2: Uh, I think it's odd, to be honest with you. <laughs> my neighbor. I moved here and you know, I, talked to my real estate agent. Would you be agent. on board with that? Yeah. yeah I guess I, so. I, I'm yeah. pretty
0: sure he would be on board. So. That's, that's how that works. You get, A- you awkward get neighborhood block party.
2: <laughs> awkward it's, block party. Okay, Grady
3: well, can buy the house. The car.
2: <laughs> Head to Denver. <laughs> Hackett is gone. Russell Wilson and his contract aren't going anywhere. So who's coming in? Well, Albert Breer had an excellent article where he said maybe Jim Harbaugh is the answer, Greg. And he gave three real reasons. Reason number one, 44-19-1 and with San Francisco, so the guy can win. Reason number two, got Alex Smith going again, and he launched Colin Kaepernick's career. Worked out. Reason number three, the relationship in uh, Stanford connection with Elway. So for those three reasons, he said, hey, bring on... Harbaugh, let him win in Michigan, then come on over to Denver, fix Russ.
0: I'm glad you said let him win at Michigan. Jim Harbaugh, stay focused. you got a big game, college football, playoffs <laughs> this weekend against CCU. You stay focused, okay? okay. Stay then stay outside focus. of that. Right outside of that, no. No. Uh, you, the Denver Broncos have a, a huge situation in front of them, not just filling the head coach position. You have to get a guy in there that can revive Russell Wilson. So who is it, it? Sean Payton. What?
3: Yeah, but he's not taking that job. You can, you can say I understand they have Walmart money, uh, but yeah. every... Can I say <laughs> something about that real quick? Yeah. Just real quick. Love. Everyone is like, well, the Broncos have Walmart money. Here's the thing. 30 of 32 NFL owners... Have enough money of course. that they can make any coach the highest-paid coach and it doesn't affect them. So the fact that you have extra billions doesn't mean if you want to offer a coach every thirty of thirty-two owners could offer a coach twenty million a year and it doesn't affect them. So the fact that they have extra money to me doesn't mean well, it, there would be a pr-
2: like forty million. What you
0: mean you can get start getting crazy. It's not just about the money though. Like okay, I know we've been hard, I've been hard on Russell Wilson yeah. and he's been Terrible. absolutely a dud. Like I talked about it yesterday, potentially him pulling bl- bricks from his yeah. Hall of Fame, legacy. pretty much legacy. So for me, if there was a guy that can come in that you, you just got rid of Hackett, a guy who wasn't proven, who hadn't done anything, you, you can't go that option again with Russell Wilson. Mm. It didn't work. No. You need a guy that has, is going to have his ear, somebody that is an offensive mastermind who's mm. done it before. Defensively, they're good. You need to focus on that offensive side of the ball. Get somebody in there that has some type of leadership skills that can get to Russell Wilson and bring him
3: somewhat back. So I would just like to make one note for the audience that – Albert Breer, and I saying he's a friend of the network, it should be noted, is a very vocal and very prominent Ohio State alum and fan. So adding a little, hey, Michigan could lose their coach yeah. into the story, <laughs> it's just, I find it a little curious, but hey, maybe he's got great Michigan sources. Here's the deal. Jim Harbaugh's not fixing this. Mm-hmm. Sean Payton's not fixing this. There's no fixing it. It's just a disaster. And the thing is this. Everybody talks about this being the worst trade in NFL history, and it's a bad one. Now, we might have had the two worst trades in NFL history this offseason because the Browns, the Sean Watson trade, I don't know if anyone's watched him play football the last month, but that one, the early returns are not great, and there's obviously a lot of, uh, let's call it baggage, associated with that player that is not associated with Russell Wilson. But the disaster is not the trade. The trade is just draft picks, and teams miss on draft picks. It stinks, but it's recoverable. The disaster is the contract, and this to me was such an unforced error. Aaron Rodgers had one year left on his deal and wanted a new contract and was kind of loud about it and got it. Okay, Matt Stafford had one year left on his deal and had just won a Super Bowl. Do they right now kind of wish they hadn't tied themselves to Stafford given the injuries? Maybe, but you had to do it. Russell Wilson had two years left on his deal. For a team that he wanted to go to. He was not going to sit out. No. They had no... And had they not signed him to the extension, they have, it's not like they would cut him after this year. But why did they do that? To be nice? It, so I think some teams feel that we have to send the message to our locker room that we're all in on the quarterback. Mm-hmm. But, like, with Kyler. So there's two disastrous contracts that were handed out way early this mm-hmm. summer. Kyler and Russ. With Kyler, Kyler almost had more leverage than the Russ, which is he's such an unpredictable personality. I think the Cardinals were like, man, he might hold us hostage. He did his social media. You know what I mean? Like he's going to do, the, create discord. Russ's entire brand is Mr. Team, Mr. Continuity. Even if he was livid, he didn't get the contract. He would not have, have never told he'd have us. You'd have been there. And you'd have gotten to see him for a year. But they were so certain that the Seahawks were idiots. They were just certain that Pete Carroll and his Super Bowl and I believe his future Hall of Fame bust, his resume is only burnishing while Russ is going in the wrong direction, that they just didn't know what they were doing. They said, not only will we give you the four players and the five picks, we're going to give him one of the best contracts in football. And now they are just stuck. For the next three years. So go coachless, you're saying? No, I, per, I, I think that what <laughs> Stink has said is correct. I think you actually go, I don't think you go with a quarterback whisperer. Mm-hmm. I think you go with a, a Pete Carroll type of coach. Guy that's going to coach up the defense, try to win low scoring games, run the football, and work within the limitations of your quarterback. I don't think there is fixing Russell Wilson. Gosh, I think a, it's working around Russell Wilson.
2: Boring recipe, though. <sighs> well, I don't think Sean Payton They've got the longest go on, got go. playoff
3: drought in the league.
2: In Denver. Never beaten Patrick Mahomes. Did you know that? Huh? No.
3: I did know that. Yeah. Uh,
2: metal sign. Pels Pacers. CJ. Dropped my guy Ben Matherin. Mm. Uh, Pels win again. Frisky.
3: But Not good enough them. to make oh, the medals. They're sand. more than frisky. The Pels are quite good. Not good enough to make metal medal though. Bronze medal. Over Greg's beloved Pistons.
2: come on, best comebacks right in NBA history. Do Paul George,
3: 32-11. <laughs> An overtime victory over those Pistons who were up 14, I think, with like three minutes left. Silver medal, Darius Garland, 46-8. But not enough because, and Bruce's not here so I can say this, the Nets look really good. Really good. Do. They look really good right now. The Nets have lost once in December. It's almost the end of December. Gold medal, though. Kevin Porter Jr. Congrats on the first gold medal of your career, Mm. young man. 36 Seven and nine, who is going to be a great complimentary wing to Victor Wimbenyama when he's on the Rockets next season. There is the medal stand. Oh, I like the little abbreviations of the medal stand. PG and KPJ. There it is. Medal stand from last night in the NBA, Wilds. Also, is James Harden going back to the Rockets? No, I don't think so. You like that story more than anybody. I love it. You keep, I like it more like, than Daryl Morey. I'm like, no, I don't want to talk about it. Oh, it's because you're scared about the
2: Sixers. Uh, the Bucks. Would host the Cowboys if the playoffs started today? Would be strange, Greg. Just a random Tuesday in the afternoon, the playoffs start. All of a sudden, Cowboys and Bucks would be on short rest because they just played this weekend. <laughs> but do you think they would be dangerous, Greg, if the playoffs started today? The Bucks, that is.
0: No, the Bucks wouldn't be dangerous. And I know we, history, have told us don't go against Tom Brady because if you can get in, anything can happen. You get hot, you get excited, you win one game. Like, I, this is not the year for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Can, and Tom Brady knows it. He's trying to do the best that he can to get in mm-hmm. and then make whatever possibly happened happen, which is nothing but and then all they of-
3: have to do, though, to get in is win this weekend. And then they can give themselves a bye. By the way, this is one of the – I like the NFL's playoff format, but there are some weird kind of nuances to it, like the fact that the Bucks, if they win this weekend can, at 8-8, eight and eight, can go bye. into the playoffs with more rest than the Niners, who might finish 13-4, and four, and they get to host a playoff game, unlike the Cowboys, who might also finish 13-4. and four. So – it, they, they win this weekend, they can give themselves a bye against Atlanta, play a Cowboys team that they already beat this year 19-3, to and if they win that game, you don't think they would have a real shot playing their best football of the year, having won that game, to go to Philadelphia and do something to an Eagles team that's done nothing in the playoffs under this regime? I think they would. Listen, I think the Cowboys would beat them, but if they were to beat the Cowboys, I think they could then go beat the Eagles. Absolutely, I think. I
2: believe in the Tiger effect. They're going to start getting nervous. They see Tom Brady. We'll see Uh-oh. how the
0: Tiger effect happens this weekend because I don't even believe they're going to beat the Carolina Panthers. Wow. 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 Big on Carolina. I'm just not big on the Bucs. That's